0: Ready. Ready, to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, you can hear God's plan. Because the show
1: is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Hello there, my friend. How are you? How you doing? Okay. Hey, I'm doing great, my friend. Thank you Good. for working with me today on the schedule. And uh, no, it's my it's my pleasure. We, uh, we did a little schedule change just for today. Uh, Brother Mike will be back on next week, uh, regular time. And uh, Brother Michael, uh, would you like to yes. open us up in prayer? Yes, certainly. Dear Lord Jesus, we come to you today and we
0: welcome your presence with us as we speak to these nations today who are listening in. We ask you, Lord, to touch each and every one of them, anoint them, and bless them. And remove any problems or anxieties or fears they have today. And let us, Lord, speak your word today. And speak it with authority over every problem the people have today. And we ask this in
1: Jesus' name. Amen. I say amen. We've got the next hour together. We'll get started now. Michael Cummins, Pastor Michael from England. And Brother Michael, the microphone is yours. Thank you very much. God bless you all. And I'd
0: like to say a special hello to Christina in Sydney and Australia and Sandra in the USA. Thank you for your kindness and generosity and may God bless you. And may God bless everyone listening today. I'm going to be speaking to you today. Do you think you're under a curse? Let's examine curses. Many people believe when things go wrong repeatedly, that they may be under a curse. No matter how much you earn, you are always short of money. There is premature death in your family. Though you meet a partner and fall in love, it never ends in marriage. You are always overlooked when there is promotion in your workplace. These are some of the reasons that may make you think you are under a curse. Let's have a look now how to recognise a curse. But first of all, let's have a look at Galatians 3, verses 13 to 14. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Hallelujah. Let's have a look. Jesus on the cross breaks curses. Blessings and curses are real and are forces of both good and evil. And once pronounced on someone, whether a blessing or a curse, it can go on for generations until the family that the blessing or the curse has fallen upon, or in the case of a curse, that curse has been broken. Now, we're not going to talk about blessings today because I'm going to give you some scriptures to study for yourselves today. And it's quite obvious that if we're under a blessing and things are going very well for us and God is truly blessing us, then we're not going to talk it other than praise your name, Father God. We worship you and glorify you and we thank you for the blessings. But when we talk about curses, we need to be able to break them. Hallelujah. The case of a curse, that curse has been broken. We need curses broken. Curses can come in various forms, and of course we can be under curses from those who carry grudges against us, for whatever reason, envy, hatred, revenge, or if it is possible for ourselves and our nearest and dearest to curse us, by speaking or using negative language, negative speak, sometimes people get cursed and they don't realise they're being cursed. They're simply using the wrong vocabulary and the wrong words. My mother, I don't mind telling you this, my mother died at 57 prematurely. And one day when I was a child, my mother was a very angry woman and a very hot-tempered woman, and she had Roman-Egyptian blood and Jewish blood and one day, I was in my local shop. I used to do a newspaper round in my local shop. And there used to be a man called Ivan who run the church. He was a lovely man. I liked him very much. And there was a lady, one of the neighbors who lived nearby. And she had, I think she had mental health issues. She'd had a nervous breakdown. And after I had left the shop, this lady told the shopkeeper that she saw me steal from him his shop, and it was a lie, i had never stolen anything from him, And but she said this, and then the next morning when I went to pick up the newspapers to deliver, he said to me that he didn't want to see me in his shop any longer because the lady whose name was Mrs. James told him that uh, she had seen me stealing out the shop, I was very sad and I went home, And I hadn't seen anything. And I made a mistake of telling my mother what Mrs. James had said. And I'd never had any problems with Mrs. James, but I did believe that she was acting funny and she was probably ill. My mother went and knocked on her door and had a fearful go at her and cursed her. She cursed her to her face. A few months later, this woman died of a brain tumour. My father was very upset about it, and many years after my mother died, he used to speak of that situation. So, we've got to bless people and not curse people. If you're struggling against forces that you do not understand, a dark force oppressing you in the most important areas of your life, a dark shadow covering you, Evil that you cannot see, but you know it's there, and you make decisions that you constantly make in error. Curses can affect you and control you. And when you analyze your life of your father, your great grandfather, even beyond that, you can maybe see similar patterns. I was very similar to my father. Now, if we want to learn biblically about blessings and curses, and I can't read this now for it's too long, but I would ask everyone to read Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 to 68. Verses 1 to 14 are about blessings, about the blessings God will give us. Verses 15 to 68 are about curses. There's far more about curses in Deuteronomy 28 than there is about blessings. But I urge you to read it. It's a long read. If it was shorter, I would read it now. But there's not enough time today because I've got so many important other things I need to get in. But please read Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 68. How do we best describe blessings? Blessings. Blessings are prosperity, good health, being lifted up. That means being happy, good reproductiveness, and really God's failure, God's favor. i read that again. Blessings are prosperity, good health, being lifted up, reproductiveness, God's favor. Curses are failure, humiliation, barrenness in all areas mental and physical sickness, poverty, marriage breakdown, rebellious children. Blessings and curses are seldom on an individual but may fall upon a family, a non-spirit-filled church, a community, even a nation or a race. I believe the Western world is under a curse because of our failure to maintain the Christian faith above all others. There are seven major curses that are common in life. They are mental and emotional sickness and breakdown, hereditary disease and illness, for example, cancer through the generations, repeated miscarriages in pregnancy, Divorce and marriage breakdowns. Families simply falling apart. Debt, poverty, insufficiency and lack. No matter how much you earn, it's never enough. Being accident prone. When you look back over your life, you can see how many car crashes or accidents in the home or in the garden. How many times you've had to visit the A&E department at the hospital? And of course, some car accidents can lead to death. And finally, a family where there are many suicides in the immediate and expanded family. I said earlier that I believe by our own actions and things we say that there may be errors that have serious repercussions when we say them, things we say in error. Let me give you an example of curses that come from the spoken word. I was told many years ago that Jewish parents say wonderful things over their children. And I'll give you an example a father speaking to his son. Son, you are going to do well in all your studies of the Torah and the word of God at school and all your subjects you will do well you will go on to university and excel then you will be successful in your chosen career you will meet a beautiful young woman settle down get married have four beautiful children who will be healthy wealthy and wise We say all this believing in our mighty victorious God. What a blessing. Jewish parents say that to their children. Now let's look at some Christian parents. And they speak curses over their children. Son, I'm very disappointed in your progress at school. You never do anything to make us proud you achieve very little. You're lazy. And to be honest with you, if you go on like this, you will achieve little in life. What woman would want to marry a man like you? A spoken curse that, if not broken, could spell disaster. I believe the prostate cancer I developed over five years ago was brought on by a self-induced curse brought on by a bad decision I made. I had a vasectomy when I was 30 years of age. I already had four children. I had a career in financial services and I was earning a good salary, yet I was always worried about the household finances and keeping a roof over my head. My wife at the time spoke about family planning and we discussed the methods available. And I believed it was all down to me to come up with the best solution. I inquired about getting a vasectomy, which was carried out by most clinics, but they would not do it to me due to my age. I was only 30. One even said to me, what would happen if... Your marriage broke up and you wanted to marry again. Look at the problems this would cause you. I thought she was talking stupidly at the time, so we decided to have a vasectomy in a private central London clinic. Within a generation, my marriage had failed. I had lost the well-paid job in financial services. I lost my home in London at a time of severe financial insecurity and I at the age of 67 developed prostate cancer. I think the cancer and all the losses in my life was brought on by my reckless decision to enforce barrenness on myself which I now believe was the worst decision I could have made I remember asking the oncologist when I was diagnosed as suffering from prostate cancer. I asked her, did this have anything to do with me having a vasectomy at age 30, at such a young age? And of course she said, no, nothing to do with your vasectomy. I went home and prayed and I knew I had to break the curses I had inflicted upon myself. Now I earn nothing like I used to earn in financial services. Yet I pay all my bills on time. I trust in God to meet all my needs as promised in Philippians 4, verse 19. My cancer levels are zero. Let's have a look at the couple of scriptures so you can see what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Philippians 4. 19 hallelujah but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus let's have a look at Psalm 103 and see what that says in verse 6 hallelujah in the name of Jesus Christ The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. I'm going to read verses 1 to 6. Wonderful scripture. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction and crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercy, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. Hallelujah. I generally believe that uh, I curse myself because God made me a fruitful man. He made me a man who was very fertile, yet because of worrying about finance, worrying about things that I should never have worried about, allowing the devil to get under my skin, I had a vasectomy, and everything went wrong in my first marriage, and it ended. Thank God I repented Of having a vasectomy. I repented of my sins. I broke curses from my life. Once you are able to recognize that you are under any form of a curse, you must take action to remove that curse from your life. For the sake of your family, your church, your community, various lifestyle churches as various lifestyle choices belief systems or leaning on your own understanding by taking god out of any scenario that we adhere can bring devastating curses into our lives and those curses and if those curses are not broken the results can be fatal. Let's say that to you then so you completely understand. Once we recognise that we're under a curse, we must do whatever we can to break that curse for the sake of our families, our church, our community. Various lifestyle choices, belief systems or leaning on our own understanding By taking God out of any scenario that we adhere to can bring devastating curses into our lives. And if those curses are not broken, the results can be fatal. Let's have a look at a few more scriptures. I'm going to go now and we're going to have a look at Proverbs 3. And we're going to see what Proverbs 3 says about this now. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. You know, we often think to ourselves, why do things keep going wrong? And we never really analyse it. Proverbs 3, verses 5 to 11. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, And he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Hallelujah. Fear the Lord and depart from all evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Honour the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall Thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. Hallelujah, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. The Ten Commandments are really about blessings and curses. When we have a look at some of the Ten Commandments, we see things that can bring us curses. And we're going to look at some obvious ones now. We're going to look at Exodus 21, verse 17. And he that if his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. Exodus 20, verse 12. Honour thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord has. Thy God giveth thee. Hallelujah. So we can see a blessing and a curse there. By honouring our mother and father, we will have long life and we will be satisfied by cursing our mother and father. In those days of the Old Testament, you was taken out and you was killed. You were stoned to death. Hallelujah. We've got to live right in the sight of God. Leviticus twenty verse nine. For everyone that curseth his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. He have cursed his father or his mother, his blood shall be upon him. They are obvious curses. Obvious curses. When we go into the Old Testament we see certain people Were cursed, and one stands out to me more than anyone else. Saul, the king of Israel, selected by God and honoured. And I'm going to be reading in the back, First Samuel 15, but I'm going to paraphrase it as we go along. 1 Samuel 15, when you read the amount of verses in it, it goes from verse 1 to verse 35, and I'll paraphrase it for you. Saul was selected as the king of Israel, and in the start of 1 Samuel 15, the prophet gave Saul the word from God to take his army and completely destroy Amalek, He had 200,000 footmen and 10,000 men of Judah. And he offered freedom and life for the Kenites who had shown kindness to the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt. So the Kenites departed from amongst the uh, the Amalekites. And Saul was told in verse 3 to destroy every living thing. And that was an order from God. He was to destroy all the men, the women, the children, all the livestock. Yet in verse 8, Saul decided to spare Agag, the king of the Amalekites, against the will of God, who said every living thing must be destroyed. Saul in verse 9 also decided to keep the best of the livestock only destroying what he thought was vile and disgusting. You see, Saul was leaning on his own understanding, thus disobeying God. In verse 10 and 11, God spoke to Samuel the prophet, saying how he repented of choosing Saul to be king, because Saul had not obeyed God's commandments. And Samuel the prophet cried all night long, Saul then met Samuel in verse 13 and declared that he had performed God's commands. Samuel in verse 14 asked Saul what the noise of the sheep and the oxen he could hear. If he had carried out God's commands, why were there sheep and oxen making a noise? And in verse 15, Saul said he had saved the best of the sheep and the oxen to offer them as a sacrifice to the Lord. Samuel said to Saul Saul to stay as he was because Samuel was going to consult the Lord in the night. He reminded Saul that when he was anointed by God and God made him king over Israel in verse 17 and the Lord had given Saul a clear command to destroy everything in Amalek and by disobeying God he had done evil. Verse 22 Samuel reminds Saul that obedience to God is far greater than any sacrifice he might make. Saul's in trouble and in verse 23 Samuel declares that Saul is guilty of rebellion and rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and Saul's stubbornness is like iniquity and idolatry and God has now rejected Saul as king of Israel. Saul admitted in verse 24 that he feared the people more than he feared God and listened to them rather than God. In verse 25, Saul wanted to repent to God and worship him again. And in verse 26, Samuel said that he would have nothing more to do with Saul because he had rejected God's word and God would take the kingship away from Saul and give it to a neighbour, which was to be David, the son of Jesse from Bethlehem, the same place Jesus was born. Jesus would reign on David's throne, as told in Isaiah 9, verses 6 to 7. Agag thought he was safe with Saul, but Samuel lectured Agag the king of the Amalekites in verse 33 and executed him with the sword and Samuel never saw Saul again until his death but being the righteous man he was still mourned for Saul when he died the anointing was removed from Saul and replaced with an evil spirit that he only received comfort From when the young David played the harp, Saul continued to be bitter, angry and vengeful against David and pursued him with the intention to kill him. And then Saul committed an evil deed of visiting the witch of Endor and you can find that in 1 Samuel 28 verses 6-16. to And that will tell you about Samuel's involvement, sorry, about Saul's involvement with the Witch of Endor. Saul had sought a woman with a familiar spirit, a witch. Saul had declared that witches, wizards and all those who had familiar spirits should die. Yet now fully evil and fully cursed and fully demon possessed, asked the witch of Endor to use necromancy to bring the spirit of the prophet Samuel up from the dead. In chapter 31, we see his sons fall on their own swords after Saul fell on his own swords after the Philistines had overcome Saul and all those with him. And Saul and his sons and their followers were burnt at Jabesh, and their bones were buried under a tree in Jabesh. And the curse of Saul was broken, and the ancestral curse was broken as well with the death of his sons. Let us now look. There's some scriptures regarding curses. We need to speak about these curses. Hallelujah. Leviticus 24, verse 15. And thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel, saying, Whosoever curseth his God shall bear his sin. Sadly, there are people out there in the world who do curse God. And they do bear terrible curses for doing that. Let's have a look at Numbers 23, verse 8. How shall I curse whom God have not cursed? Or how shall I defy whom the Lord have not defiled? If the Lord is with you, then who can be against you? If you have made your peace with God, confessed and repented of all your transgressions, and you are living as a born-again believer, then no one can curse you. Nobody at all. Deuteronomy 28 verse 15. Let's speak about other forms of curses. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes which I commanded thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. And we're talking about the curses that I ask you to read in Deuteronomy twenty-eight, verses one to sixty-eight. Those curses are real. Hallelujah. And now we're gonna go to Psalm one hundred and nine, and we're gonna see about the curses spoken in Psalm 109 you know you can stand against curses I want you to all think over your lives remember things that have gone wrong in your life remember things that went wrong when you was a child and remember things that have reoccurred into disaster as you've got older make a note of these things write them down And it will give you an indication. For argument's sake, if you always failed your exams at school, and now you have children yourself, and they have problems passing their exams at school, we're not saying that's definitely a curse. But we ask you to look at it. We ask you to examine it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Psalm 109 verse 17 As he loved cursing so let it come unto him as he delighted not in blessing so let it be far from him. Psalm 109 verse 28. Let them curse but bless thou when they arise. Let them be ashamed but let thy servant rejoice. Cursing is a terrible thing. You know, my wife had a casual conversation with a Christian man recently. And we were talking about the current state of the British economy, the British government, Boris Johnson, and all things like that. And this man, who was a born-again Christian, has come to the church. I've even allowed him to read in the past. He says he doesn't have any problems with any politicians or anyone he doesn't like. He just curses them all. He curses them. And my wife said to him, why do you curse them? Do you realize by you issuing curses and cursing people, you will be cursed yourself? And with that, he just smirked and walked away. He didn't take it seriously and I think people when they curse others don't really think of what they're doing it's something they do it's something that gets the better of them I remember one day when I worked uh, in a company when I first left school I was only 15 and a half not quite 16 and I caught a terrible dose of the flu And I remember going to work and I wasn't feeling too good. So I asked if I could take a break and sit in the staff room. Uh, It was quite obvious I was quite unwell with the flu. And the secretary of the company said, look, go home, you've obviously got the flu, go home. So I went home and I was actually off work for two weeks. I had such a bad dose of the flu. For some reason in the 1960s, When we got the flu, it seemed to be very bad. And when I came back, came back to work two weeks later, the manager there came up to me, wagged his finger at me and said, I curse you for bringing that flu into this place of work. And I stood there dumbfounded and I realised that he had cursed me. And because he had cursed me, I remember. Throughout the 60s, I was always going down with bad doses of flu. If anyone has cursed your health, I say this today. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we break all curses over our health. Whether that be minor ailments or major ailments, we break any curses spoken against us, cursing us with sickness infirmity and illness and we do this today in Jesus Christ our Lord's name. Let's have a look at Proverbs 28 verse 27. He that giveth unto the poor shall not lack but he that hideth his eyes shall have many of a curse. You know God, one of the reasons God blesses us with financial security, he expects us to give to the poor. And giving to the poor is not just buying a cup of coffee uh, for someone we meet in the street who may be homeless or giving someone a sandwich. Helping the poor is what we should do. When God gives us blessings, of course we're going to live in a nice house We may wear wear nice clothes. We might drive a reasonable car. But we're expected to give to the poor. You know, Jesus, he speaks in the Gospels about did you feed the sick? Did you give them even a glass of cold water? If you did so, then you gave it to me. So Jesus expects us to give to the poor, to help the poor, to bless the poor and God will bless us. But if we ignore the poor and walk past them, we will be cursed. And who wants to be cursed? I don't want to be cursed. I don't know about you. So we're reading some of these curses now that are in the Bible. We can read them at any time. I suspect most of us go past them and don't read them. Let's have a look at Isaiah 51, verse 7. Hearken unto me, ye that know righteousness, the people in whose heart is my law. Fear ye not the reproach of men. Neither be ye afraid of their revilings. Hallelujah. You see, those who obey and fear the Lord, nothing evil can come upon you, even though people may get angry with you, even though people might pick on you and bully you. If you're living right with the Lord, nothing wrong can happen to you. You see, many people are curses. Love, you know, many people love curses. We've many people are afraid of that old gypsy curse when the gypsy comes up to you in the street and asks you to buy some lucky heather. And if you don't buy it, the gypsy turns around and curses you. Rubbish! If you're living right by the Lord then no curse can land upon you, no curse can stay upon you. If that ever happens to you and a gypsy curses you in the street, say, I break your curse in Jesus' name. I will not receive it, it is ended. Speak like that. You don't have to get angry. Let's have a look at Malachi 2, verse 2. Hallelujah. If you will not hear, And if you will not lay it to heart to give glory unto my name, saith the Lord of hosts, I will even send a curse upon you and I will curse your blessings. Yea, I have cursed them already because you do not lay it to heart. Now, what a scary thing. The Lord can curse our blessings if we're receiving blessings. Give glory unto the name of the Lord. He alone is worthy. Don't lose your blessings. Don't lose your blessings. Hallelujah. Let's go now to the gospel. We've got a one from the gospel here that is spoke about in Luke 6, verse 28. Let's read that. Now, Luke 6, verse 28. Bless them that curse you, and pray for them which despitefully use you. Now, that goes against the grain, doesn't it? Someone's cursing you. Someone's using you. Someone's abusing you. Someone's taking advantage of you, and that the Lord tells you to bless them. You see, it's very easy to curse someone. It's very easy when someone picks on you in the street to fight. When I was a young man, I was involved in many fights in the street. Many fights. Sometimes when I was young, a young teenager, I was even fighting men who were older than me, who were stronger than me. But I couldn't back down, you see. And someone might swear at you, and you would swear back at them. When I read these scriptures about blessing those that curse you, I was shocked because I had always believed the Old Testament scripture that said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But now we're told to bless our enemies. Now, when you look at this situation, you've had an argument with someone and they're really angry with you and they're swearing at you and they have cursed you. And what a way to disarm them. You smile back at them lovingly and caringly and you say, Brother, I bless you in return. You disarm that man immediately. He's never had anyone bless him when he's cursed them. Let's go to Romans 12, verse 14. Bless them which persecute you, bless and curse not. What a wonderful thing to bless those who persecute you. Now, before we go further, I want you to write down these scriptures if you've got a pen and paper handy because though we haven't had time to read them all today I want you to read them in your own time. I want you to read Deuteronomy 28 verse 1 to 68. I'll repeat the first 14 verses about God's blessings and from verse 15 to 68, it's about curses. Do your best to read them all, because you should know what God is saying. Hallelujah. When we read about the curses that fell on King Saul, 1 Samuel 15. Please read it. It tells the fall from grace from Saul. How Saul who was an anointed king of Israel started leaning on his own understanding started disobeying God started saying virtually that he knew as much as God knew now there was one scripture we didn't read which we should have read earlier which I am going to read now I'm not going to forget not to read it, because it's a wonderful scripture. I want you to turn, if you've got your Bibles, to Isaiah 9, verses 6 and 7. We said that David was chosen when the anointing was taken away from Saul and an evil spirit went to him. He he called upon a young man called David who played the harp for him. Eventually, David became the king of Israel. with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. That's always worth reading. But read about the fall of Saul who fell from grace. Also read about the particular curses. I'm going to read them out again. Leviticus 24, verse 15 particularly for anyone involved in the occult who has spoken evil against the Lord. Repent of anything you have said against the Lord and break any curse that is upon you. Numbers 23, verse 8, that tells us that the Lord is with us, then who can be against us? If you've made your peace with the Lord, confessed and repented all your transgressions and you're living again, as a born-again believer and you're living a righteous lifestyle, no curse can land upon you and no curse can take root. Deuteronomy 28 verse 15 We know that we have to be free of curses. Obey God and his word and we shall be blessed. Psalm 109 verse 17 No matter what is done to you, don't curse others as you will never receive any blessings. Psalm 109 verse 28 If you live a righteous life when others curse you through envy, jealousy, hatred God will give you blessings to make you rejoice. Proverbs 28 verse 27. Bless the poor and God will bless you. But if you avoid the poor, you will be cursed. Isaiah 51 verse 7. Those who obey and fear the Lord, nothing evil can come upon you. Malachi 2 verse 2. Give glory unto the name of the Lord. He alone is worthy. Don't lose your blessings. Luke 6 verse 28. Bless those who curse you. Fight evil with love. Remember God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And whoever so believeth in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Romans 12 verse 14. Love is the answer. And love is the answer. Now we're going to say a prayer over everyone listening and we're going to break all the curses that may be placed on your life. You may be aware of or may not be aware of. I'm going to pray this prayer to break all curses now. Father God in heaven, we pray today in Jesus' name for anyone who is carrying any form of curse, an ancestral or generational curse, a curse spoken over any member of their family that is affecting them, their church family, their community, even their race or nation, curses that have originated from idolatry and false doctrine, curses that have come from improper speech through negative and unsafe statements, vows, agreements and false pronunciations that may have been made deliberately or in error any comments that are considered racist or anti-Semitic, any hate, any bitterness, any vengefulness, anything we have said, or any of our ancestors before us have said that has brought upon us curses. The atoning sacrifice that Jesus made at Calvary, has broken all curses that separate man from God, and curses that prevent us from receiving the blessings of Abraham. Lord, forgive us all our iniquity and sin, and everything that we have done, willingly or unwillingly, that has brought curses upon ourselves and our families, through the precious atoning blood of Jesus Christ, who through that precious blood has broken curses forever. In his name, his holy name, let us all be blessed, we pray, in Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior's name. Amen.
1: Hallelujah! Hello, brother Michael. That was a great Great message today, great message, and uh, we're live with Pastor Michael Cummins coming to you from London, uh, coming to you from England. Uh, what city are you there in in England? I was going to say London, where well, are you actually at? Yeah, I
0: am, I'm only about five miles outside London. I'm okay. just on the edge of London. A place called uh, Chessington in Surrey, which is near Kingston in Surrey. Chessington is famous for its zoo and world of adventure. I don't live in the zoo. I live outside the zoo, if anyone wants to know.
1: By the way, I was uh, watching a movie the other day with one of my uh, actors that I like, Michael Caine. And, uh,
0: oh, yeah, Michael Caine, yeah,
1: great actor. Is it true that uh, you and he both share the same Cockney accent? Is that the right name for it? Well, I used to do impressions of Michael
0: Caine when he was in a film called The Italian Job. Really? He had a particular, yeah, he had a particular Cockney accent. And when I was at school, I used to pretend it, and I used to do it. And uh, one day we did a sketch. And it was Michael Caine singing Gene Vincent's song, bebop a <laughs> And they said to me, go on, sing bebop a in Michael Caine's accent. <laughs> and I went, bebop a she's my baby. bebop a I don't mean maybe. And, uh, you know, and uh, <laughs> it brought the house down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's funny. I was watching that and looking up his uh, biography, and I and I was thinking of you the other day. I said, I think Brother Michael uh, knows something about Michael Caine. Um, well, his real name was Morris Micklewhite. Oh yeah, right, right. Yeah, that
0: was his real name. He, he got the name Michael Caine. He went to the cinema when he was unemployed afternoon one afternoon, and the Humphrey Bogart film, the Caine Mutiny, was on. Oh. and he was a young aspiring actor so he took the name as Michael Caine and the funny thing is he never became an actor for so many times but that wonderful generous man, he used to go to an acting school at the Elephant and Castle and it ran out of money many times and he used to write personal letters to Bob Hope and Bob Hope used to send the money over so they could keep the rent going on the acting school Amazing! quite I didn't a marvellous man Wow. You know, one of the greatest things I ever met, and it really needs to brings tears to my eyes. During the Vietnam War, uh, Bob Hope used to go to Vietnam to see the troops with Rackle Welch. Right, and they and they used to nickname it Beauty and the Beast. That's what <laughs> they used to nickname it. You see, and they said when he was doing his stage act, many people used to come up and give him pieces of paper, and he used to write on these pieces of paper, the date, and he used to put them in his pocket. When he got home to his uh, home, I think he lived in Palm Beach or somewhere like that. Bob Hope used to get all these pieces of paper out on his desk and it might have Mrs. Brown, New York City and a telephone number, and it might have the name John. And he would ring up every number on these pieces of paper, and he'd say, "Hello, Mrs. Brown. Bob Hope here. I've met John in Vietnam. He's alive and well." Wow! And he used to, and he used to do that every time he come back from Vietnam. What a wonderful man! That's amazing. Wow! Yeah. And when he was in the Second World War he used to fly over to England with the troop carriers uh, because his granddad used to live in London New Cross you know because he had a granddad you know he, he was English by birth Bob Hope and he used to come and see his family He was living in England during the Blitz and he used to bring them over food and
1: stuff like that he was quite a remarkable guy a very kind man that's some trivia I didn't know I had no idea uh, I remember uh, seeing some footage of him and Raquel Welch, she was a very beautiful lady, and uh, yeah, lovely,
0: absolutely lovely. <laughs> uh, well, he used to he used to say Beauty and the Beast, and he used to call himself the Beauty and Raquel Welch the Beast. I mean, <laughs> only Bob Oak could get away with that, couldn't
1: he? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> brother Michael. For the archive today, what are we going to title this show? You gave me a title earlier, but what is it again? Are we carrying curses? Okay, that's good. Are we carrying curses? Um, Friends, I'll be putting this up on the new Podbean archive. I'll send you a copy too, Brother Michael. And uh, we're going to get all Brother Michael's previous podcast uploaded soon. We've got uh, four or five of them now. We're going to get them all put back up there because I'm rebuilding the archives. But take the show today and send it out to everybody you can. Now, Brother Michael, before we close... Give out your contact information. How can you yes, find Yes, certainly. If anybody
0: church? if anyone's worried about curses and would like to speak to me about curses, my email address is frame f R A M E Cummins, C-U-W-M-I-N S 123 at AOL.com send me an email and i will send you back my skype address and if you're worried about or you think any curses are on your life and you would like me to pray to have these curses broken i would be more than happy do it also if you want to bless me in any way i have a paypal account on that email address also if you're ever coming to london or you actually live in london or near london you can come and see us every sunday at the church i pastor which is kilburn christian fellowship uh and that is uh in london northwest six if you go on the website and have a look at kilburn christian fellowship it will show all the mainline trains that will get you there buses that you can get from victoria station in central london and we have services got a service tomorrow from 12 till 2 bible study we have friday evening prayer intercession and sunday service from eleven till one o'clock. And then on the Sunday afternoon I do uh deliverance. So it'd be wonderful to see you.
1: My friend, uh it's an honor to be here with you. And uh folks tune in again next week for more from Pastor Michael. And would you like to close us in prayer? Yes,
0: I would. And before I go, I'm gonna pray now and then I'm gonna tell you a famous Bob Oak joke. All right, if I may. Go for it. And uh Dear Lord God, we thank you for today. We pray, Lord, that the prayer I said will affect everyone listening to this program. And you will break every curse from their life, Lord. None of us want to live under the yoke of oppression or the yoke of curses. So deliver us now, we pray, Lord, in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. I say amen to that. Tell me your joke. Now, I wanna,
0: well, I want to tell you this joke. I saw Bob Oak one night, and he said when he went to America, when he left London and moved to America, he was only a teenager. And he said he couldn't find a job, so he took a job as a prize fighter and he took a job as a boxer. And they called him Rembrandt Hope because he was always on the canvas. <laughs> <laughs> So there we go. God bless good. you. Lovely <laughs> love you, talking friend. to you. God bless you.
1: God bless you, my friend. We love you. We'll see you next time. See you next week. Bye bye, you, bye. Bye bye. Folks, that was Michael Cummins. We've got Bill Keller on liveprayer.com. First time on the program coming up next. Let me save this. We'll be right back.